Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Promised, and you're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for being our covering and not allowing anyone to get to us, Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us immensely and just giving us the opportunity to be before you, Lord. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited that you're with us as we continue to study the Lord's house. And with that... We would just ask if you are blessed by this message, that you like it, that you subscribe on this or any one of our platforms, and that you share it with someone else. So, as I said, we are continuing discussing the Lord's house. And the past episode or two, we have been discussing the court of the tabernacle. So, we're going to continue that. We're going to reread from the... Exodus 27, verses 9 through 19. Can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. You shall also make the court of the tabernacle. For the south side there shall be hangings for the court made of fine woven linen, 100 cubits long for one side. And its 20 pillars and their 20 sockets shall be bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be silver. Likewise, along the length of the north side, there shall be hangings, 100 cubits long, with its 20 pillars and their 20 sockets of bronze, and the hooks of the pillars and their bands of silver. And along the width of the court on the west side shall be hangings of 50 cubits, with their 10 pillars and their 10 sockets. The width of the court on the east side shall be 50 cubits the hangings on one side of the gate shall be 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets and on the other side shall be hangings of 15 cubits with their three pillars and their three sockets for the gate of the court there shall be a screen 20 cubits long woven of blue purple and scarlet thread and fine woven linen made by a weaver it shall have four pillars and four sockets All the pillars around the court shall have bands of silver. Their hooks shall be of silver and their sockets of bronze. The length of the court shall be 100 cubits, the width 50 throughout, and the height 5 cubits, made of fine woven linen and its sockets of bronze. All the utensils of the tabernacle for all its service, all its pegs, and all the pegs of the court shall be bronze. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the previous podcast, we were discussing both how it connected to Christ, but also how it applied to our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in verse 15, talked about the hangings, oh, verse 14 and 15. The hangings on the one side of the gate shall be 15 cubits with their three pillars and three sockets. And on the other side shall be Hangings of 15 cubits with three pillars and three sockets. Anybody aware of what the number 15 means or represents in scripture? 
No. Rest, hmm. which comes after deliverance, right? And you see that uh, with the number 14, right? Um, yes. 15th day of the Hebrew month Nisan is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right? Rest for the children of Israel and Christians after um, deliverance from Egypt, right? Yes. Um, so, and you see this throughout Scripture. God's Abra- uh, God told Abraham in a vision, um, right, that uh, his descendants would end up as slaves in a foreign country, but he w- they would eventually be set free. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a couple examples, just so everyone just can can track, if you will, on on this. Amen. But then that rest is also uh, what you see represented here, in number fifteen. It's also combined with the number three, which represents the Godhead, the Godhead, or the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see, you don't find the word Trinity in Scripture. <laughs> it's typically the Godhead, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, which goes back to what you had said in a previous episode, Layla, about take my yoke upon you, right? It's yes. light, but he also says that I, then the Lord will give you rest. Amen. Right? Amen. So yeah. the rest is only found in the Lord. Amen. All right? The rest after the deliverance, all those things, right? And it's talking about the court of the tabernacle. So they are surrounded by this reminder on every pillar. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's, it's massive, obviously. Um, but just so, so everybody's kind of tracking on what we were discussing yesterday. And again, th- mm-hmm. this was, it was both symbolic, but it was also a physical representation of, yes, things in the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. But a reminder to us, there's so much, um, yes, the word, uh, the Lord speaks, yes, through his word, but he also will demonstrate things for us. You see that throughout the, the Old Testament, right? The the prophets, the law or the Torah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the teaching and the prophets. How he would have the prophets act something out, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you're only going to lay on one side. You're going to do that for this long, right? Now you're going to lay on the other side. You're only going to eat these certain types of things. Now you're going to go dig a hole through this wall and, you know, while wearing these garments and conducting this action, right? And he always says, and it's as a sign for the people. Well, these are just signs that the children of Israel were surrounded by constantly just to, A, remind them of the Lord, but also to teach them so they could understand who accurately who the Lord is and who he wanted to be in their lives. And they had the opportunity to come and enter in and be a part of it, Hmm. that he'd be their God and they would be his people. Amen. I thought it was interesting that Oh, did you have something else promise? No. Oh, okay. I thought it was interesting that the the bronze was always people side, like in the way of mm-hmm. there's the meaning towards it, but that was the most present that they could touch or be right. close to and um, access without garnering um, injury to themselves. And I appreciated that. And when you were talking about the how the Lord puts the symbols of his intentions and his symbols of the meaning of things 
plainly visible. I wondered, did they really know what it meant? Because that that's a deeper thing. They probably, you know, like a, I know I can speak for myself how I have approached things at, at in former times in my life is, well, this is just what God said, so this is, okay, you know, God said that, okay. So that's enough. But, right, and that's the the depth of my curiosity or my um, understanding, God said it. There's no why or how or when or where. There's nothing else except for those are the rings. The rings just go there. I mean, I can even speak to how I read these scriptures in, in my past. As of and, like. <laughs> and just said, okay, you put the rings there, Lord. Okay, great. Why does this matter? And I didn't say it in a way like, teach me about your ways, God. It was kind of like, God, you're just being extra because you're just extra. And that's not who our God is. He is holy. Mm-hmm. And when you when you see what God does, but there's not proper understanding, there's often a lack of appreciation. Absolutely. There's a, there's a lack of... Um, reverence mm-hmm. and value for what God did. If every day they knew, every time they looked at those curtains, they saw, this is God's grace towards me. This is his love. This these, is his rest towards me. four different aspects of God and how he exists. Right. right. And if they had brought their, their sacrifices to the bronze altar and said, and looked at it and said, God, you didn't make this too hard for me. You took all the burden off of me in doing this. And you made it easy because the, the weight of sin that I cannot see the full spiritual consequence that's so complicated, you just simplified it and make it easy for me, God, and to protect me and keep me safe. Mm-hmm. I think they probably would have had a whole different interaction with the Lord. But that's all of us, right? That's all, we were talking the other day about how, point. or a previous podcast about mm-hmm. how, you know, when, even as children, right, we'd see an action, mm-hmm. right, or, or something from our parents, and we we would focus on trying to replicate it. Mm-hmm. With zero, all but zero understanding of why that action was done, right? What the the conditions, the circumstances mm-hmm. which prompted when does it apply? Right when mm-hmm. when it applies, why it applies, right? All those mm-hmm. those deeper things, right? But we do that in both in the natural and in the spiritual mm-hmm. realm, right? As it applies to us and our heavenly Father, right? And, and it's the scripture, honey. You and I talk about all the time how. The difference between Moses and the children of Israel, mm-hmm. right? Moses knew his the Lord's ways, mm-hmm. right? N- while the children of Israel knew his acts or his deeds, right? They saw mm-hmm. the actions. They saw um, what happened. Mm-hmm. But only Moses had the deeper understanding of mm-hmm. what, who, what, when, how, why, what else, what other, all the, the deeper things on when that action applied. And you know what circumstance what was required and it ultimately comes down to because that's what the lord was dictating for that that time mm-hmm. and that place and that circumstance and situation but we can know and understand those things too and that changes the whole relationship mm-hmm. right even in the natural with us and our parents when we're willing to learn and understand and apply the things that they're teaching us it becomes more than just actions mm-hmm. or a series of actions. And a series of actions doesn't doesn't constitute a relationship. And it really provides little to no actual knowledge or understanding of who the person is, even if it's our parents. Mm-hmm. So how can you know anyone just by their actions? You can know about them, Amen. but you don't actually know them. That's and right. the whole point and purpose of all of this was so that we, hmm. as sons and daughters of the Most High, 
can not just know about our Heavenly Father, but actually know Him, His character, His nature, His attributes, and we can, I'll say, personify them here, even in the flesh. Amen. Amen. When you, you know, you're, when we think about approaching living like God from a natural standpoint, it gets really hard. Mm-hmm. And it's all, but it's impossible, but it, it certainly amplify the impossibility of it when we approach it from our natural standpoint and we see it with our natural mind and we contemplate it like that. But understanding, like just if you looked at those rings and every time you saw them, you remembered how deep God's love is for you and how intricately involved mm-hmm. he is to making sure you know that. So that every, the beetles outside are going, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. The trees are clapping their hands and magnifying his name, but also reflecting his love towards you. It makes it really difficult to sin at that point. When you really take that to heart, it makes it a challenge to engage in behavior that brings sorrow. Because, you know, you can, I, I appreciate modern day theology but a lot of the element of who god is is taken out of it right and they've tried to line by line dissect things and reason things and and um what is the word um verbally contemplate what what things god did but there's still no understanding of god's heart mm-hmm. and his nature like his personality when god goes <sighs> When he speaks in a certain tone, what does that mean to him? Mm-hmm. What does he mean by his words? What did he intend for us to understand for the significance of how he orchestrated things to be designed? Yes, he's holy. Yes, that is never going to change and that we should always respect and reverence that. And even through his holiness, he still reached his hand out to us because his holiness and his um, sovereignty requires judgment for sin. Absolutely. That, that's just a spiritual law. That is what it is. And even through that, God reached his hand out. And not just his hand, he reached his whole being out in the form of Jesus Christ coming to the earth mm-hmm. to say, hey, I love you. I still love you. Even through all this, I still love you. Choose me. Come to me. And with the court and the, the tabernacle being positioned in the center so that everyone, when you woke up first thing in the morning, you thought about him. You saw his place, his abode amongst the people. And it was meant to draw them to think about here's his place in my life mm-hmm. and his um, presence and the, his loving presence. Because, again, we are all, everyone in sin is deserving of death. Well, You've earned it. Absolutely. That's the, the due punishment, the due recompense for it. But God didn't engage with us like that. Even when we showed him our backside, he didn't engage with us like that. He stood. He said, here, look at me, trust me, mm-hmm. know how much I love you, come to me, let me refine you, let me purify, let me echo my love for you, and not just faint little whispers that you can, no one can discern or understand, but it's loud, it's blaring, and you have to all but close your eyes or be deceived not to see how much he loves you and how valuable that love is, because that will change your life, that, that changes the ground. And if the children of Israel looked at that curtain, you know, the outer, the outer court, the mm-hmm. borders of the outer court and said, this is here because God loves me. Well, let's, let's also, I'll say back up a second mm-hmm. because 
even at this time, right? Moses is receiving the instructions up on the mountain. Mm -hmm. But the whole point and purpose of this tabernacle was to dwell in the midst of the people. And we just, in the so previous they podcast, the didn't they have to go up to the mountain. It was there in the center of the camp. It's just as near you. Right, we, as, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was right there. But what was the people's response? Yeah, it talks about Moses and Joshua, how they'd go in. They loved the presence They loved of the, the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But what did it say about the rest of the people? They said, you go for us. They'd stand in their tent. Yes. Mm -hmm. They told Moses, you go up there for us. All right. We're... We don't want to hear the sound anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But then the Lord drew himself near to the people. It wasn't up on the mountain. Now he has mm -hmm. a place mm -hmm. in the midst of the people. But the people still refused to go. Right. They it said they worshiped in their tent. They stood in their tent and they would worship. Mm -hmm. They didn't separate themselves. Right. Look at all the Psalms, especially the, the latter Psalms. You know, in the 130s and the, you know, the Psalms of Ascent, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the variants, the 140s and, and all that, right? Talking about, let us go up to the household. Let us go to him, right? Like the Lord already drew near to them. He's asking for the people to come draw near to him, separating themselves, being surrounded by him, his righteousness and all those other things mm -hmm. that he's done because he loved us, to bless us, and that he'd be our God and we would be his people. Amen. But they just stood where they were at. Or there were many that went into the courts. And, and of course, there's a lot about the courts, what they were used for, and all the sacrifices and offerings and mm -hmm. right, all those things that were there given to the Lord. Mm -hmm. One, yet for sin and all those things as types and shadows of things to come and, and be taken care of in Christ. But then also to just present the Lord with gifts because they love the Lord. Amen. And... and there was just a demonstration of their love for the Lord. Mm -hmm. But again, as we were talking in the previous episodes, there has to come a place where they're just willing to move forward, not just trampling and going in and out of the presence of the Lord, but like Joshua, he remained. He never left the mm -hmm. tent of meeting. Moses kept going in and out because the Lord commanded him. He had to go lead the people. He had to go communicate to the people what the Lord was saying because the people weren't there for themselves. It doesn't say that only Moses and Joshua could stay there and, and the Levites. Mm. It doesn't say that Joshua was a priest. Mm -mm. So anybody could go there anytime they wanted for as long as they wanted. Mm -hmm. They and we, this is how, it, again, the application for us, we have to be willing. Mm -hmm. Right? And it also goes to the other aspect of we are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. So enter in. Mm -hmm. Remain in your spot Amen. that the Lord's already provided for you in Him. Amen. Amen. You can't get there through natural means. It can only be found in and through Him. Amen. And, you know, coming with the, the right perspective, the right attitude. God is a, <laughs> he is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And, you know, the Lord, Jesus said that um, no one could come unless the Father drew them he already extended his hand to everyone. So he drew, right. He did the drawing, but, um, that Jesus said that he wouldn't turn anyone away that came to him, mm -hmm. which is where we find Joshua because now did he have to come correctly? Absolutely. Because the Lord left a standard. He gave a standard of how to approach him. But first of all, it was the heart condition that he wanted to be correct. Mm -hmm. The heart being correct helps aid in the outside being correct. Right. 
Yes. I follow your rules yes. because I want to, Lord, because I love you and I desire you and I, I'm thankful for what you're doing for me. And then because he wanted there, he wanted to be there. He found a place. God made room for him and made a place for him to come before him. You know, there's there were millions of people in, in the camp of Israel. There were millions of people. And mm-hmm. if everyone had come in and filled those borders around the tabernacle, there's still room for one. Why not be that one? Why not? If anybody's going to get in there next to God, <laughs> it's going to be me, you know, and <laughs> and be respectful Amen. and reverent, not like plowing in, you know, like there's people that ran into the holies of holies or took the censers and just did what they wanted to do with it because they thought they were um, above respecting mm-hmm. who the Lord is. But when we come to him with the humble approach saying, you're God and I respect your ways, in find room for me. Exactly. Yes. Is there room for one more? God, Jesus didn't ret- refuse anyone who came to him and approached him in need or wanted to be near him. He made room for all of, for all. Mm-hmm. Now he is respectful of order. Absolutely. Of because that's God ordains order, which you, you referenced <laughs> our place with him. But he makes room for anyone who will make room for him. And he certainly makes room for us before we make room for him. So. Amen. So who else has something they are being led to share? Or the Holy Spirit's been speaking and ministering to you? Or have a question? I have something to share. All right, Charles. Okay, the first thing I wanted to share was um, with the linen curtains and the bronze pillars, as the Lord continued talking to me about the reason why he used the white and the linen, I originally was, I originally didn't see why he decided to use white. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, because naturally I think of getting dirty. Right, yes. Uh-huh. And how the Lord showed me that it was a representation of when we come to him, which is the courtyard, we are then clean from our sins. We no longer have to try to carry it all the way saying, oh, Lord, I have done this and do that over and over each time we come in. But it's already done deal when you go in there. And when you he actually what he was more so saying to me, yes, you must make um, you must repent. Mm -hmm. But what he counts is the heart when you come with the heart in order to repent, then you are truly cleansed from your sin. And that's what the Lord showed me here was that. I know for my own life, sometimes if I don't want to do clean for halves, it's not always the best because they say, oh, man, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell the same is true with the Lord. When you come with the right intentions, then are you forgiven? That is something we always must be careful of. Not trying to say, Lord, I'm going to just repent. So if you happen to come in this five minutes and I'm being good, I'll go up to heaven. That's After that, all, all bets are off, huh? <laughs> Until mm-hmm. the next time you try it. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was also the Lord showed me here was that even with all the things that the um, that the Lord told the Hebrews to do and how we're supposed to apply it to our own lives, he was saying it still has relevance and there's still other aspects it could be used in our life. And the Lord showed me like with the bronze altar, he was saying the great, all I could think of was a grill. And he was saying, yes, it was both for me originally, but it, he also blessed us with the knowledge so we can go out and be blessed from it. It is not always we're just giving the things to the Lord and the Lord seems to be taking everything. No, he gives us back more than what we give him. 
Isn't that funny? The Lord takes our junk. <laughs> right. Our, our, you know, our two, tith- our two toothpicks, a paperclip and a stick of bubble gum, and we act like... Two mites. You know, we've, we've given God the world, and then he mm-hmm. gives us back what is so precious and valuable to him, and, you know, we still mm-hmm. think we did the bigger giving on that sometimes, and that's sad, or we disdain what he gives to us and disrespect what he's brought to us which is the good thing it's the perfect gift because he's a, a yes. wonderful god and he he has mm-hmm. the best taste in the world there's no one who has a higher caliber yeah. and quality of um refinement than he does mm-hmm. amen who else then i had something that the lord's talking to me about all right I promise and so the lord's talking to me about with the pegs and how it's holding up the bronze pillars and how the Lord's talking to me about he always considers our safety. He's never good. Wait, let me backtrack. So with the pegs, it was, it's, it was designed to keep the pillars up. And the Lord showed me that if the pegs hadn't been there, there would have been a good possibility he could have fallen on somebody and killed them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the Lord was showing me that he always considered our safety first. And that, <laughs> like what, what Bo was saying, what the Lord always... Both Tommy and Bubby. Go ahead, where sweetheart. The Lord is, where they're talking about the Lord always gives what we want. The Lord is showing me that he knows what we want want before we even know what we want. That's true. And what we think we may want is when we get, we're like, uh, man, I don't really want this. Mm-hmm. That was it. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Absolutely. And... Yes. Yes, indeed. It's it's good to let God make our make choices for us, Amen. for him to tell us what we want, because sometimes we think we know. And when we get to the heart of it, it's probably from a place that isn't genuine that we're asking for some some things. Now, when God gives us the desires of our heart. I believe he does ask, also put those desires in our heart to request of him so he can fulfill that and we can have joy because God knows us inside and out. He knows our true likes, our true preferences, our true desires. Um, I think many times we let the world's influence or the influence of what somebody else has from the Lord or um, what they're doing in life or trying to prevent ourselves, you know, exercising our level of control. We get a choice, not control. Uh (laughs) You get a choice. Yes. Not control. Um, we, we try to exercise control over things that are not ours to, to exercise control over. And, um, you know, we want God to fit into that. But when we just take, take ourselves and put, um, put ourselves in his hands and go, okay, God, let me know. Tell me what I like. Because my judgment has been contaminated. My judgment has been influenced by the world. Why do I need my body to look like that? Is that because that's what God said or that's what the world said? Why do I need my house to look like this? Or why do I want this, that, and the other? Is it because you put this in my heart truly and genuinely, Lord? Or is it because I saw that on TV or so-and-so has that? You know, keeping up with the Joneses is what um, a common colloquialism for that. But even that, right, that comes from um, less of the flesh, less of the eyes, and the pride of life, Mm -hmm. right? So carnal nature... And nothing has nothing to do with Christ. Amen. Just our own flesh. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's where the golden calf showed up for Israel. Right. Give us, give us a God like everybody else has. That's where the king. Give us a king, like, like everybody every, else has. Like everybody else, and mm-hmm. and you'll find if you truly, <laughs> say, reflect or examine yourself, 
in your own life, that all those things that we said we wanted, it was ultimately to be like some, oh, I'll say that we said we wanted outside of Christ. Amen. Right. When, when we weren't following him, we're, or while we were still working out our, our soul salvation, and we still are, mm-hmm. right? But Amen. as we become more and more refi- refined and more and more like uh, conformed to the image of Christ, mm-hmm. that all those things that we thought we wanted was literally to be like someone or somebody or some other group. Amen. Right? Or com- be competitive with them exactly. in a different arena, their <laughs> arena, a different arena than what God called us to. Or, mm-hmm. or, or be the one in, uh, seemingly in control or uh-huh. used or in power or special uh-huh. or important, right? All stems from the same place. Mm-hmm. Carnal, lustly things. Mm-hmm. Our flesh. So we're not saying that to condemn anybody. Mm-hmm. We're saying that solely <laughs> so you can examine yourself. That's between you and I the Lord. I would have to condemn myself if Absolutely, I were saying that for right? condemnation. I would, my name would be the first one on that list, on my own list. Exactly. But, You're um, you and me both, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I can be, you know, truthful about it now, or I couldn't then, but, you know, since there has been refining and I, I can examine myself, and I still do, as we should, right? Um, I can deal with those things, and I can get to the root of it. Because mm-hmm. the Lord reveals it through His Holy Spirit, not to condemn us, mm-hmm. but so that we understand, and so that we can move forward in Him and mature in Him. Amen. So, let's pause there for today, and um, with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, La Charles. Lord, we just thank you for you, Grace, Lord, and Lord, we also just thank you that you continue to be sovereign and in control, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your divine knowledge of everything that's going to happen, Lord, and that you're always directing our steps, Lord, even in what we think we want, Lord, that your hand is always there guiding us to what you truly desire for us to have, Lord, which is every good and perfect thing, Lord. Amen. And Lord, we also Mm -hmm. just thank you that we continue to be able to bless others, Lord, that we can be a vessel that you have chosen to go out into the world, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.